to the Body and Soul, the Torah Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm Rabbi Alexander Seinfeld. I know some of you tune in just to hear the humor. Some of you prefer I skip the humor, but this is the week of Purim. So I can't go without a little bit of good health and fitness humor. How about this one for your Purim table? These are for kids, guys. These are for your kids at your table. What's a procrastinator's favorite form of exercise? Running late. All right, how's this one? This is the best one yet. I'm trying to come up with a perfect punchline for a joke about people who don't exercise, but none of them seem to fit. Big sigh. Last week's episode was called Purim Part 1, and I think I'm going to not do more about Purim today per se, but respond to the following question I received last week. How Jewish is this podcast? I mean, where's the Torah? Now, I would have thought that question was already answered numerous times, and I tried to make this a very Jewish podcast, very Torah-centered. But I think what the questioner was asking me is, each episode that has some wisdom on health, fitness, just because the Torah might have the same perspective as modern medicine, modern science, so what? Teach me something that I could not learn from modern science. Teach me something I could not learn from any other health and fitness podcast, or book for that matter. Well. That's a good point, if that is the point. I've certainly addressed that question in numerous episodes, although perhaps not in every one. I think the problem that most of us face when we look at our health patterns and our habits is we generally know what we should be doing better and we continue to fail. I think that's true about myself. I think that's true about most people. If if it's not true about you, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. You probably don't need this. How can I succeed more often? Is it just a matter of more knowledge? Is it just a matter of working harder or more inspiration? Maybe some of all of this. I'd like to remind you of the core foundational theory of this entire podcast, of the entire Body and Soul program and Body and Soul movement that we hope to launch, which is that The Torah portrays the temptation of food as the archetype, not only of a test in life, but of the whole concept of a mitzvah. And since the Torah is a book, essentially, of mitzvahs, that's what the Torah is. The Torah is a book of 613 mitzvahs. What's a mitzvah? A mitzvah is an opportunity to elevate oneself to a more godly plane. That's what the Torah is, the book of mitzvahs. And the archetype or the epitome of mitzvah is food temptation, controlling oneself in the face of that. What that means is that food temptation is a daily struggle for a good reason. It's there to teach us how to elevate ourselves in general. So that mastering the food temptation battle will lead to success in other areas. It's the archetype of all spiritual tests. Begin to conquer this primary test and other temptations can be mastered more easily. Why do we need to have this struggle according to the Torah? 
This struggle with taiva, with temptation, is central to elevating ourselves from being a mere behemoth, an animal, to living in the image of God, b'tselem. And therefore, each instance of a food desire is a new opportunity for this self-elevation. The food may be unhealthy or even unholy, yet it looks so tasty. Or even if it's healthy and holy, we all have a taiva to overeat. The famous Hasidic Rebbe, Rabbi Nachum of Breslov, the original Breslov Rebbe from the 19th century said, the principal desires are for food and drink. All other desires are derived from them. Wherever we go, every day of the year, food taiva, food desire goes with us. For some, that's a burden. For others, that's an opportunity because it gives us a daily B'Tselem Elohim opportunity. When I overcome any taiva because I know this action, for example, eating this food will not help me, at that moment, I'm living more as a B'Tselem and less as a behemoth. At that moment, I'm living up to my purpose for being alive. And therefore, the taiva, when conquered, is a gift. So just knowing this purpose for taiva is the first step to conquering it. For long-term success, we can learn from the Torah, from the story of the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden, six principles. Number one, there are certainly pleasures that we are meant to enjoy. Number two, there are certain pleasures best to avoid. Number three, the time we have for the pleasures we should avoid is real. Don't ignore it. It's real. Number four, the taiva can sometimes be overwhelming. Number five, a person will rationalize the taiva in order to succumb. Well, it's only a little bit. Well, it's Shabbat. Well, it's a mitzvah. Well, I got to reward myself. Something I spoke about a couple weeks ago. And number six, a successful path to conquering this taiva and controlling it, not letting it control me, must include personal restrictions. This wisdom can enable a person to conquer any taiva, food, or anything else. Absent this wisdom, attempts at taiva control, such as going on a diet, tend to fail. Because as the Torah says, the behema, the, the animal, is always, quote, crouching at the door, unquote, ready for any temptation. Consider, for example, the plea of a young woman who I heard call into a Jewish radio show. I'm overeating. I'm trying to figure out what triggers it. I'm super motivated, but then it never lasts more than a day or tops a week. Even though I'm so motivated when the unhealthy food's in front of me, I can't control myself. What's bothering her it seems to me, is that her neshama, her higher soul, vaguely knows it shouldn't be giving in to the behema self. But she doesn't understand that this test of the junk food is heaven sent to enable her to live as a b'tzela melokim. Without that taiva, one might be as saintly as an angel but never achieve one's human b'tzela melokim potential. The struggle with taiva, therefore, is the essential test that enables us to fulfill our b'tzela mission. Every human being has the potential to achieve this mission through many acts of self-control, including elevating every meal. Yes, including your Purim meal. There you have it. 
There's a Torah approach to food temptation that should inspire us and motivate us and help us be successful today. My partner, Dr. Dan Grove, wants to remind people, if you're doing well most of the time and you indulge once in a while, don't consider yourself a bad person. I think the reality is, is that I think sometimes people people don't realize that, you know, perfect is the enemy of good, meaning we can't be perfect and you can't be perfect. And, and I think it's important to recognize that it's okay to have a Purim and it's okay to have a bad day if, and this is the caveat, if, if you're good 350 days of the year or 345 days of the year and you have a Purim or you have a Chasana or you have something, then it's not gonna, it's not gonna get you. The problem people have is that they have Rosh Chodesh and they have Shabbos and they have two Chasnas and a Bar Mitzvah and Yom Tov and pretty much three days a week is a reason to have junk food or to overeat. And I think that's the problem. I think people should focus less on beating themselves up for not being perfect and really focus on, okay, I am almost all the time eating well and I had a Purim and I enjoyed myself and it was fine. The interesting thing is, is that if you really eat healthy for 345 days of the year, you'll find that the food on Purim is not, that kind of food no longer is appealing. You'll, you're, you'll not want it, or you'll eat the sugar and it'll be too much, it'll be too intense, and you'll just get a stomach ache. And, you know, you want to save your calories for the wine anyways on Purim. So um, I think that that's, that's the point. And it's the same as, you know, Pesach is the same thing. If you have, you know, good 345 or 350 days and you're, you're a few days you don't do so well, it's not a big deal. The problem is is when you have four days a week that are not good or you have 300 bad days and then all of a sudden you want to, you know, crash it in for to fit into a dress or a suit or whatever because your doctor spoke to you and told you, you know, you have to be scared. That's a different, that's a different story. So, you know, better is also good. That's the goal. The goal is most of the time to do well. If you know somebody who's struggling with food taiva and might be inspired by this podcast, please forward it to them. Wishing everybody a happy Purim. And until next time, be gesund.